0: hey tribe it's nixie marie you're listening to new earth a podcast where each week we explore the relationship between spirituality and sustainability and how these topics play an important role in the evolution of humankind together we aim to remember our connection with mother nature to heal ourselves and save our planet Hello, my friends, fellow earthlings, happy days here on planet earth. Well, it's a bit, it's a bit mucky actually right now. It's been, you know, I think a bit challenging for a lot of souls at this time. Um, This last week was kind of heavy. We lost some really amazing beings on this planet. Um, Three really, in my community circle, three really amazing people that I know really made an impact in the world, including Guru Jagat. So, woo, it's been a week. There's been a lot of loss. And I always look at those things sometimes as a gain that maybe we need over on the other side. And yet it does still feel this. I know some of you are in the Kundalini community or even just yoga community. I mean, the, the impact of Guru Jagat's loss has has definitely rippled out, and I think a lot of us have been feeling just a lot from it. It's raised a lot of questions for me personally, um, and I think we're all still processing and integrating it. So, yeah, powerful times. And we just had Lionsgate Portal, so I hope you all had a wonderful weekend full of activations and are feeling good. You know, we are all in this together. Don't forget. We are co-creating this new earth together and we're gonna continue to ride the wave. And I think one thing I keep reminding myself and others that I communicate with is we gotta stay strong, you know, no matter what happens, it's okay to fall, but we gotta pick ourselves back up and really persevere through the challenges and and the confusion and, and everything that's being thrown at us right now during these times. So in other news... Today we're talking, we're actually taking another deep dive into the cosmic realm of the Akashic Records with Lisa Barnett, who is an internationally recognized bestselling author of two Akashic Records books. And before we go into this interview, I want to actually read a new review that came in last week from Mystic Princess. She actually says it is, this is a podcast for evolution. Speaking to the collective soul, recommended for anyone looking to find a higher purpose and practical ways to heal ourselves and bring more peace into and on the planet. Thank you for that amazing review, Mystic Princess. Uh, And, you know, for anybody out there that's been listening for a while, you've just joined Our soul squad here, you are loving the vibes, picking up all the potency and the education and magic that we've been sharing here on this podcast for quite some time. If you would love to write a review and actually send a screenshot of your review to us, Alexana DM over on Instagram at new earth podcast, and that's N U earth podcast. And we will actually send you a new earth mandala sticker to connect you to our tribe. And that sticker was created by our lovely designer, Vera Koya. So if you're interested in just spreading the love, that's our little special thanks. And we're going to start doing that pretty frequently. So thank you again for the review, Mystic Princess. And now I really want to get into the show. It's a really lovely one. We I know we last week also spoke into the akashic records and it was a bit more of a basic foundational 101 i'm i've personally been really drawn to the akashic records lately and i think this is why they're coming up into you know my personal field and as there has been a lot of confusion a lot of questions from what i'm gathering being in the akashic records is a really beautiful way to find guidance And Lisa has a different approach as we spoke with Rohini last week. So I thought it'd be a fun, fun way to kind of look at these different approaches. And Lisa actually kind of brings what she communicates within the records um, and how what she's seeing for the new earth, how she's seeing things and what they're telling her and, and their, their type, the type of personalities and and energies that she gets. I guess there's not really personalities in the Akasha, but the energies that come through when she's transmitting. So uh, Lisa is also the founder of the Akashic knowing school where she teaches students around the world to access personal soul wisdom and guidance to transform their lives. And, you know, I think that she has her own style. So she accesses the records. And today we really chat about what the records tell her about our global shift in human consciousness and her visions for the new earth. So you guys grab some tea, sit in stillness. I don't know, just sit and breathe with us and listen to this episode. And I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you all on the other side. Well, welcome back fellow earthlings to New Earth podcast. I am very eager to introduce you all to this lovely woman who we just had a a great little chat together with. Seems we have some synchronicities with, um, with Mexico and where I am. So, uh, we have the lovely, uh, Lisa Barnay here on the show today. Welcome to, welcome to New Earth podcast. How are you?
1: Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here with you and possibly even get to meet you in person in Mexico. That would be so fun.
0: (laughs) I know. It's always incredible when, you know, these little things align and then maybe you end up, you know, walking and running into someone or finding them. And it's always really such a treat when I get to, you know, I meet so many people. I'm sure you feel the same way online and through social media and to really be able to to just meet someone in person is is really lovely. So I think we might have to make that work. Yeah. Yes,
1: I would love that.
0: Well, uh, we love to start these, these these interviews with some questions. So um, are you ready? Are you ready to get deep down into it today, into the earth, into the astral realms? We're going to go all over the place, I think. Uh, we're we're going to have some fun. So if um, you could kind of give me some information around your land that you currently live on and how you Personally connect to it?
1: Oh, wow. Fabulous question. (laughs) So I am in Northern California and I was actually born here. I'm one of those rare natives. (laughs) And um, uh, my husband and I uh, and our three children have lived really in the same house for the last, well, kids aren't quite 30, but 30 plus years. And as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out a Florida ceiling window at the golden rolling mm. California hills. And so it is such a joy to me to have this view. I look just straight out across at, this, um, at these beautiful hills, and in the winter, they're green, and in the summer, they're golden brown. And honestly, this is going to sound a little silly, but I am waiting to see the unicorns walk over those hills one day.
0: (laughs) I would be feeling the same way. I absolutely agree and totally understand and can relate on what you mean with that. Yeah. Just wouldn't that be incredible. And, you know, I I love that part of our imagination that we can like tap into. And I'm sure, you know, you see them in your mind's eye frolicking along the fields, but, um, you know, physically we can't quite see them. So, That's really beautiful. Thank you for painting that picture for us. Right.
1: Oh my gosh, you know, I love it. And and it really is such a beautiful, um, you know, kind of experience to live in a place like this because I can, you know, walk out of my door and walk through this little community for a block or two and really be in the hills. And as we walk through these hills and oak trees, and sometimes it feels like you can you can just sense the, the fairies and the elementals Mm. in the little forests and trees, and there's little, you know, creeks and rivers Mm. and connecting to Gaia, connecting to this beautiful energy of the earth, Mm -hmm. earth, you know, is so um, filling, right? It fills us up with a lot of Love and really earth energy, which is a profound, you know, support to our physical bodies. So I know that um, whenever I get out there and go for a walk or a little hike, that it changes my energy field, my internal energy, it's supporting me physically. And even just the gazing I know does the same thing. So I'm a huge fan of getting out (laughs) (laughs) into nature.
0: Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more um on that note around just getting outside, you know, and being able to connect with the earth and how it will change us, you know, spending some time, just going on a walk, putting your feet in the earth, giving a tree a hug. There's so many ways that you, you know, we can find ourselves connecting to the earth. So thank you for that picture. Um, are there any you, you seem to be very surrounded by nature. So are there any current like plants or animals that have really been speaking to you and what do you think that they're telling you?
1: Oh, you know, um there's two. And recently, I'm not sure what happened, but we have, uh, oh, I know what it is. We have hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. And I have um, a tree in my front yard, which I think is called a mimosa tree. And it has these little fluffy um, uh, flowers on it. And it really draws in the hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. And so I just get to watch them all day long buzz around. (laughs) And the other day, one came up to my window and was, I'm like, don't hit the window. But, you know, kind of, you know, is that glass? Can I fly through there? But it's so fun because, of course, the hummingbirds have such just beautiful Mm. um, energy. So they've been loving their their one one, and lots of different (laughs) um, birds. Um, And there's a little a family of deer that also kind of live on the land. And even though, I mean, I'm in a, a kind of a um, a regular residential community, but it was built back, oh, 50 or so years ago. So it's been here a long time. And because we have all this open space and hills, we have these uh, families, little herds of deer. And so recently we've had a mama and little twin Babies, you know, with the spots hanging out like on my driveway. <laughs> mm. Those <laughs> they are two broke a little hole through the fence so they can get
0: in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, those are two of actually my favorite spirit animals, even when they whether it's in physicality or in spirit, they're so powerful and such a beautiful omen of like a reminder when you see them. And I just spent some time in the I, I don't know if you've been to the Vallarta Botanical Gardens here in Mexico.
1: I have. Yeah.
0: I just went there yesterday and I saw so many hummingbirds and I was just like mm-hmm. immersed in that, you know, energy, just sitting there watching them eating at the restaurant. And um, the hummingbird has been, I feel like a really big symbol for the, the 2020 like revolution that's going on. You know, I think there's a, there's some symbology there um, mm-hmm. where that kind of reminds us, you know, that we're, we're transforming, we're evolving, we're, Awakening. We're tuning into a higher consciousness. And to me, that's that's what like some of these spirit animals kind of remind me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. And I just kind of love the speed of the hummingbirds. I Find myself being a little bit of a hyperhuman yeah. <laughs> in that kind of way, and so I relate to their <laughs> their quickness and yeah. and and just their and the beauty. And then it's so fun just to watch them pause and sit on this little skinny stick on the tree that has no leaves, <laughs> and, yeah. just, and it's so beautiful. And I just think, ah, oh, yes, we are transforming, and just kind of remind myself, of course, is, you know, everybody to remind ourselves that a lot of what we're experiencing is about creating the new earth. And so Mm -hmm. it really is a profound time in history.
0: Well, that's why we call the show new earth. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) You you get it. You get it. You see the vision. (laughs) I think a lot of, you know, that conversation in and of itself has been surfacing a lot these last couple years. I know it's been you know, in the web of consciousness for quite some time. But I think now more than ever, a lot of us are tuning into that vibration and recognizing there's something new emerging. And in a lot of ways, it's not always new. It's like this original form that we are and, and we're allowing for this to come in versus, you know, resisting it, clearing it away. And, you know, as we merge into like ourselves and blossom and find our soul's purpose and, you know, even get into a conversation around the Akashic records and how that all relates, you know, I think that we're going to start to see more of each and every one of us really expressing ourselves. So, you know, with the Akashic records, which is what you are, uh, I mean, so deeply engraved in, in your teachings and what you do, um, how, how do you think that that really relates? How does the Akashic Records really support us in life, tap into our soul's mission so that we can create the new earth?
1: Yeah. Well, what the Akashic Record Keepers have been talking to me about more in this last year or two than they have ever before is to share with people that before we embodied we made a plan and how important it is to realize that your soul's plan is written and held in the akashic field and it's available to you and so everything from gifts and talents you want to share with humanity to the soul contracts you wrote to support other people or to learn and grow as a soul. Sometimes we call them karmic patterns, which aren't as fun sometimes as the support, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but all about the growth. Um, and that we really, you know, that life is not random. All this stuff that's been happening over the last year or two is not random, even though it would be kind of nice. And I occasionally find myself over there too, going like, "Er, <laughs> you know, what the heck is going on? And you know, who screwed this whole thing up? Right. Mm, yeah. So kind of, it's typical for us as humans to kind of fall into that place of, you know, sometimes wanting to blame someone else or something else, but the record keepers really want us to remember that we are ancient and wise souls, and we are here with a plan and with gifts, and we really are here to help to transform humanity and really, again, create the new earth. And that's what we're all um, about doing, and that's what your Akashic Records are here to support you in doing.
0: Mm, Wow, that's pretty incredible. and. As you were talking, I just kind of saw this beautiful. You're the you guys will maybe see in a video on our um on our podcast or podcast Instagram of her backdrop. And in your, you know, we spoke of this beautiful backdrop she's in front of, and it's got all the colors of this earth that sort of remind me of like you know the greens, the blues, the all the elements that we need in order to like really nourish our not only ourselves because we're all chemically connected, but how the earth can be, how it can look like. And when we bring that color into it and that remembrance of like our, our ancient souls and the wisdom that we carry, I think that we have a, um, that, that to me is what we're creating.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I don't tend to think of it very often because I've sat in front of, (laughs) of this beautiful wooden screen from Bali for many, many, many years. Yeah. And, but, you know, it does have the water and the families and, you know, of course, all of these beautiful elements, the, the, whether they're fairies or angels, I don't know in that world, but they're flying women, <laughs> and so maybe they're elemental, right? And mm, so yeah. it really is, it really is, um important to realize that we're going back to creating this because we got so you know kind of whatever sidestepped and with the industrial age mm-hmm. let's say yeah. Yeah. and it is important and the akashic record-keeper said to me about five Oh years ago as we were talking back then about creating like the new earth and what does that mean and what does that look like and that's one of the times they said something like you'll know it's really here when the unicorns ride over the hills <laughs> right so record keepers can be very funny they're yeah. just pure um pure divine love pure light consciousness pure source energy and so they're pretty funny but um but they were also saying back then is that we'll come more um, back into smaller communities and we'll um, re, you know, kind of redevelop the way we live because what we're doing is not that sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so it was fascinating last year, um, not that long after kind of uh, COVID hit and, people quit commuting and driving into cities and there was nobody on the freeway and all of that and the record keepers said to me one day um this is what we meant right people are staying home they're they're living in their community they're not going an hour or two hours to a job in another place right worse If we can go to the farmer's market and eat sustainable food, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a good way to start and to start to see this happen. And they said, you know, these kinds of things rarely shift without some motive, you know, some motivation. And in their view, in a sense, that's a lot of what COVID was about is kind of showing us a different way. And I've seen certainly over the last year or so, and I'm assuming your life is a good example of it, right, of kind of unhooking from um, our old job and running around and being very busy and commuting and all of the above. To to living, you know, finding where do we really want to live, yep. <laughs> and then maybe settling there and spending some time there, and so um, really creating different types of uh, sustainable communities. That's really one of the big things I definitely see, and that the record keepers have been talking about in those sorts of ways for many years. So,
0: yeah, I've been. I mean in my own process of like when, when COVID hit and I was going through this vision of, okay, all of a sudden this wave of, of, of thought and, and creation and form kind of came over me. And it was like, we've got to change what we're doing and, and really anchor in this new earth and really allow for that to happen. And the question that I often kept asking was how, of course, you know, how, how do we do that? What does it look like? And I kept getting this response from my guides just to do nothing, to just let it, let it unfold. And that was right when, you know, the communities, we started going into lockdown and then we started feeling like, you know, a lot of my personal community, we came together, we had these little COVID circles, you know, we didn't necessarily come out of that. And I kept seeing this vision of villages, you know, how we can go back to living amongst, you know, in a village-like community. And you know i think that it's a it's a it's a double edged sword because here we are a lot of us are online we're working online we're working remote but then we also have these you know neighbors right next to us that we could go say hello to and connect with and be outside with and i think that alone would be such a great start to you know really allowing for us to live amongst people around us that aren't necessarily you know like you said an hour or two hours away but we're able to just connect. So I think that's really beautiful that you're also getting that vision and, and it's great to share that together.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, in that same kind of way, just through these ongoing conversations, me with my Akashic record keepers, you with your guides, right? We're getting very similar information about how important mm-hmm. it is to transform the way we are doing things and really the way forward in so many ways right to to be able to create smaller communities and and it was kind of funny because even just yesterday or so we have some new neighbors because people have been it's been interesting i think a lot of people moved out of san francisco and moved Mm -hmm. up by me (laughs) so we have all these new neighbors which is so lovely and i was you know we're just like let's have coffee i mean let's let's make a community and um and, and so, you know, I'm starting to see that and, and feel that and, and here, yeah, invite everybody over, you know, and, and yeah, make new friends again. It's, mm-hmm. it really is, um, it's important. And I think, you know, to have those, those views, those ideas, those, um, visions together and to share them yeah is so important.
0: So let's go back a little bit. How did you get into the Akashic Records? Like, what was that journey like for you?
1: Uh, well long. <laughs> sure. Um, I know the question I always kind of cracks me up because I'm like, well, I have to go back, you know, 60 years to when I was like three. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that really is true because I was born very awake. And when I was three, I realized I was trapped back in a body. I wasn't very help- happy about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it became the whole process of my kind of my growth, really my awakening as a teenager, because I was living in California back in the late sixties, early seventies. I was starting to read all of the kind of spiritual um, information that was out then. I don't know if you remember, you're probably not old enough to remember about (laughs) Jane Roberts and Seth. And I have some um, Seth books though. Oh, nice. I loved, I love that. That was some of the early stuff journeys out of the body by Robert Monroe. It was like his first book, I think, you know, of the Monroe Institute, who's also now long crossed over, but so it's been a long journey. And then, um, through my own crazy ups and downs as we do as humans, um, after about 15 years in advertising and, uh, in that world, I got really sick and, and chronic fatigue. I ended up going to an acupuncturist who eventually after about a year of, of acupuncture and herbs and such said, I can help you heal your body, but your soul has something it wants to tell you. And I, I'm not that good of a psychic. (laughs) So go see my friend. (laughs) And, And yeah, so literally, um, I had about a three-hour reading, not by anybody's choice or decision, but um, it, it just went on because they have a lot to say to me. And basically, they said, you're a healer. You came to, to be a healer, and um, it's time. Mm-hmm. And so I actually did go back and study healing uh, for many years and eventually realized that I had access to this very huge expanse of information. And after another five years of having no clue as to who I was talking to, um, I realized I was accessing the Akashic records and, and able to communicate with the record keepers. So interesting. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long path. And they eventually said, you know, will you help us bring this information back to humanity? Because they the record keepers had pulled the energy away from from planet Earth back in the dark ages. So uh, 1000 AD, they pulled the energy away. So we humans could not access it anymore because we were misusing it for our own personal Mm -hmm. good.
0: Gain and power, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they said, it's time now, again, kind of astrologically with the dawning of the age of Aquarius with this was back like right in the eighties and nineties, they're like, it's time. And so by the time 2012 came around, I thought we were like, it was done. We were here, you know, or I was hoping. <laughs> I think a lot of us were,
0: <laughs> but in, yes. a, in a sense, there was a old like world kind of crumbling. It just didn't yeah. look the way that a lot of us maybe had anticipated. I actually had my spiritual awakening during that
1: time. So oh, wow, that was yeah. sort
0: of a big year for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was still, it was a very powerful year. And what the record keeper said when I was like, what's up here? Um, was they said, it's like, if you have a, you know, a hundred foot, a hundred story high building, we could bulldoze it and start again, or we Mm. could slowly dismantle and, and rebuild at the same time. So this is much easier than, you know, and then starting from scratch. So they said, that's what the process is. So slower than we might've thought, but easier. Very (laughs) slow. I I actually just had
0: this conversation recently with someone about the slow, like molasses energy that it often feels. But when we look, you know, from a lens of how long, how, how different time works here on earth, It's really not that long, right? It just feels long to our physical understanding of time here on this planet. But in the, you know, realms beyond, it's probably moving quite quick.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's what, you know, the record keepers, again, like to laugh at us and be like, this whole life is a flash in the pan. If you really think about that, you're pretty much an infinite soul and you've Mm -hmm. done billions of other things. And this is like nothing. So yeah. kind of get over yourselves <laughs> and just keep working on it.
0: You know? you know, you just brought up something for me that I think would be fun to explore with you. Um, You mentioned, you know, in the past, how we had in the dark ages, sort of, they took this, this information, this type of consciousness away from us. Do you, do you see, you know, there's a lot of like, new age kind of false spirituality that I often see from time to time. Do you think there's going to be a, like another revival of that taking kind of that power, wanting to utilize that power in a, maybe a negative way? Do you think we'll kind of, because that information is coming down on earth and I, it, I know this is a heavy question, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. But, um, but I'm really curious. Cause I think that that, you know, I, I, I think with, The understanding and the awareness that we are God and we are creators can become very manipulated, right? And so when we're creating a new earth and we're creating this whole entire um, new way of consciousness, like how do we not feed into that again so that we're not back, you know,
1: history repeating itself? Right, right. Well, you know, it's a great, great question. Um, And one of the things I notice is that there is still plenty of dark on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. There are still some, some very strong, strong battles um, going on. And I think that that energy, that darker energy can sometimes usurp, especially people who are newer in spirituality who maybe don't have a expansive background who don't understand a lot of the bigger, older aspects. Um, And it can sideswipe them, I think more easily. Uh, So, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, well, I don't teach for so long, but I do at least a year long program with people. Mm -hmm. And because I've been studying for most of my life, you know <laughs> um, I think it's important for people to have more information, and mm-hmm. yet there's so much more that I realize all the time that I can't wrap my head around. It yeah. doesn't matter what I know. Mm-hmm. Kind of trying to wrap your your mind around the fact that there's like, thousands and thousands and thousands of aspects of you running around in the no time space continuum, <laughs> all connected by whatever that oversoul is, right? It's like, wow, what a trippy idea, right? Um, But my prayer certainly is, is that we have also so many other helpers, energetic helpers, beings from other realms, light beings from other realms who are here trying to help humanity make this bridge, because it's a huge bridge to build between the third dimension and the fifth dimension to bridge those energies, to stay clear on the concepts. Um, and so that's really part of my prayer is that we get all the help that we need, that there are enough uh, wise old you know, sages, spiritual teachers and leaders who can teach and help to hold the energy and that we will make it through with ease and grace. Yeah. So well, I really- mean that there's not some weird things going on out there. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I actually appreciate that and, and couldn't agree more just with, you know, what I'm really hearing you say, too, is that there's a really beautiful, important aspect of mastery in this path and this journey with becoming you know a healer a teacher someone who can provide light information and I think it's important to instead of just maybe let's say as an example going through a weekend course going through something and really integrating it and really becoming it and taking action and living what you you know what we all speak, preach, teach, and I think that lesson of it itself can really be a great anchoring point and foundation for us to build upon so that it's not, you know, it doesn't get, we don't go back to that history. So I think that's a great, yeah, that's a great way to put it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it is just really, you know, so important for us to stay in that place of learning and growth Mm -hmm. and realizing it's a process all of this spiritual, um, practices are really a, a deepening process. And I was just saying to, uh, one of my students the other day, she wanted to clear, 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 clear her, um, clairvoyance. And I said, you know, interestingly, I just came across a piece, um, of my own blockage that I had created about 40 or so years ago. And I just came across it because now it's time. For me to um, to come across that that information, you know and so we can't do it in a day <laughs> you know or yeah. even a, a a year or two and I know that in the ancient really Buddhist and Hindu traditions you were uh, pretty new until you were at it for ten or twenty years, right yeah. you didn't even get the kind of juicier tools until you have been at it for. You know, meditation for twenty five or so years.
0: Yeah, and I I do think that that's like what studying something and committing to it and really giving your energy to it for and for you know maybe your lifetime. It's a lifestyle, right? I mean, everybody on this journey, our listeners here. I know you guys are have been on this journey for a very long time, and maybe some of you that are are new, you know. And this is even just where you're starting your journey. Um, it, it's it's an unfolding process that really never ends. today's podcast is brought to you by clarity the complete non-toxic zero waste all-natural home cleaning solution co-founded and created by yours truly Clarity naturally cleans your home without using harmful chemicals, protects the environment with zero-waste packaging, is convenient and cost-saving by delivering concentrates directly to your door, and best of all, it makes cleaning fun. It's simple and affordable to bring Clarity to your home. Grab one of our zero-waste home cleaning kits to get you started or the ready-to-go all-purpose bottle and you have everything you need to remove toxic chemicals and plastics from your cleaning ritual. Sign up for a subscription to receive our concentrate refills and you have everything you need without a trip to the grocery store. Simply visit Clarity, that's spelled C-L-A-R-Y-T-I, Dot com and use the promo code ECOTRIBE for your exclusive 10% off discount. Thank you so much for being part of this New Earth community and making our world a greener place. So you mentioned something about the oversoul. Can you give us a little bit of an example and give us some insight on what the different stages of like oversoul and... I know there's, gosh, I, I studied this so long ago and it's like totally out of mind, but you were the, you were the one to, to remind me. So
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about that, um, <laughs> okay. you know, because it's interesting I, th- and the record keepers have given me kind of a simpler um, image because I'm kind of visual and I like those images because, you know, it's easier to explain. And it's always complicated because they talk about when we individuate from source, we're like these huge souls who even at some point break into hundreds or sometimes thousands of other souls. So the way I understand it is that it's almost like in the beginning of our individuation, when we're really big souls and there's maybe 25 of us, that, that's your soul family, this little group that was all born together. And then as you're kind of traveling around in the universes, and I think we're really do a lot of creating and just, you know, being in these other energies way before we ever decide to come to this planet, mm-hmm. that we sometimes split into, like I say, hundreds or thousands. So our soul family goes from maybe 25 huge souls to maybe you know a thousand or 5000 souls so that's kind of one aspect and and they seem to really be able to individuate mm-hmm. and yet these are sometimes these are the people that we call soul family members we've been on the journey together we know each other in ways that you know you can't even imagine. And you may have at one point been the same soul, but I don't see it the same as um, like a twin flame, mm. um, or whenever someone's looking for whatever that other half. It's like, no, there's hundreds of other halves of you, not one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would be way too complicated. Yeah. So so we break into you know thousands of, of souls. And that I call our soul family, but each one of those souls and the way they say, you know, it's like, if you imagine that the oversoul is your, like your palm, and all your fingers are, are aspects of you having lives, right? So all aspects, whether it's me here or or me, uh, or me a thousand years ago, they're all part of that one oversoul. So all the information okay. is always part of that one. And all the pieces of us that are running around like little people, um, you know, are always in that quantum field of no time and no space. So honestly, yeah, makes... I personally think it's hard to wrap my brain around. So I...
0: <laughs> well, I think those types of um, perspectives are best explained in a picturesque format because I think a lot of us are in a way, able to see things greater with an understanding. But it's a complex thing for our mind to understand, right? And, and I think there are these limitations that we as humans can't have because if we knew all the answers, if we had all the knowing, then what would we be doing here?
1: Right, right. right. We wouldn't be here at all because we come here to learn and grow. So as humans, and even though... The record keepers say that most of us come, you know, 400, 600, 800 times to this planet in order to learn and grow around all the aspects that we actually want to understand and grow around as a soul even though, you know, most of us take a pretty long time to figure it out. <laughs> I also believe that the newer souls that are more, um, so I think we're all star seeds. I think we all come from somewhere else. I don't think anybody just came to earth ever, you know, <laughs> but um, I think that the the younger, the children that are coming now really are coming without all that karma and baggage and hundreds of lifetimes. So, they're going to be really, really different, much clearer, much more awake, much pure. And they really are here to help us make this shift in this transformation. And so even that said, when we look at these are the babies being born, right? We're looking still at, you know, 25 to 50 years, I think, of, um, of this change happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> at least like we were talking about time, you know, that sounds like, I'm sure some people could hear that and, and be sort of upset or frustrated or, you know, <laughs> wanting to, for all of it to happen now. Um, but when you really look at a year, you know, year goes by so quickly. And why do we need to rush it? You know, there's still so much to enjoy here. There's still a lot to learn here. And I think until we collectively choose as a, as a complete society that we're ready to elevate and ascend beyond that. Which we are in now, then we will we will continue to still you know sort of be here. But I I have a little sister and I I just think of her and her immediate connection to she's five now, maybe six, um, but she she definitely has got another attunement, and it just kind of became immediate. She's very artistic, very connected to the unicorns, very connected to the fairy realms, and just it was something that she came in with, and. Right. I think that, you know, if you, when you explained it, it just kind of dawned on me and, and made sense. Well, of course, of course we would send, you know, souls who are, don't have that karma so they can come in here and really be a light for those that, you know, we, cause we, we definitely, I think sent the SOS flags up like, Hey, we really, <laughs> we really need all the support on this planet right now. Cause we are, we are completely destroying it and we need like all hands on deck really to Get this ship turned around and 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 formulate and create the new earth. So, I love that you kind of put that into that that picture for us. You know, (laughs) really great.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think it's I think it's been going on for so much longer than um, you know most people think about. I mean, um, I really believe Mm. that the first wave was coming back in the fifties, maybe even the forties. You know, I mean. I was actually born in the fifties. Come to think of it, so I'm like ah, how'd that happen? But really, it we were coming to make sure that World War III didn't happen. That was the sole intention of kind of the light workers that came in in the fifties to like, we have to stop, you know, this from happening again, from World War II happening again, because mm-hmm. we won't survive that. Yeah, and so a lot of light workers have been i've had so many just amazing um clients and students in my workshops that are you know in their 70s and 80s and they really came in to hold that energy and now all these years later we're we have really the the crystal you know the pure um, light souls who are like, oh, now we can come in because you guys did a really good job and we <laughs> didn't blow you didn't blow yourselves off. So now <laughs> we get to make this next bridge, right into the new yeah. earth. And, and so it's I mean it's exciting. and um, yeah, I think when we can kind of get out of the you know tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow idea, that we're still doing some major foundation work. We've been doing major foundation work since, you know, 2012, seriously. Mm-hmm. And even though 2020 was a huge leap of it, right, kind of slowing things down, giving nature a break. I mean, I remember I remember pictures of dolphins in, you know, the Venice canals, right, in yeah. in Italy. Yeah. That, you know, uh, soon after everybody, all the tourists stopped, right? So you know we've done some huge, um, made some huge steps, and I think it's important that we also are conscious that it's, that going back to old normal is not going to serve anyone at all, and we need to do everything we can again to to hold you know this the the space for for Gaia to awaken because she's becoming an enlightened being herself. Right. And so she's the one who's going to help us all awaken. Yeah. You brought up something
0: that I've been just navigating through and kind of tapping in and meditating on and trying to find my own peace with some frustration that I see, you know, when we're just sort of, I'm seeing some just jump right back into normal. You know, and, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, nothing happened. Everything was and is going to just go back to normal. And, you know, I think there's a meme that's, that was like surfacing around a while back and it was like normal wasn't normal. Like we, we get to create a new normal and that it was normal was insanity really how we were living prior. And yeah. so what is your thoughts on some of that and how we can really I- even encourage our listeners here to stay true to what this new frequency and the vibration that we have seen which is this maybe divine feminine slowing down, you know, giving ourselves a break, not rushing. What that's just my thoughts, but what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think um before we started we were we were talking a little you know too about about living in smaller communities staying put and i do here see more people doing that i saw a lot of people moving out of san francisco moving out of the cities moving a little bit more into the country or the suburbs or other countries and finding all of those ways going to the farmers markets and buying locally and you know really being more conscious of eating organically and you know getting rid of all that packaging and on and on and on. I think there's there's so many things that everybody can do to continue to support and then, you know, really look at our lives and and our choices and our decisions. And What I think is exciting is that I'm hearing that a lot of big companies don't want people to all go back into the office. I think they're saving a ton of money, (laughs) right? Not Mm -hmm. having all those offices. So, um, you know, it really is about saying, well, what can we create new to be the new normal And, and to really be conscious every time we are doing that in some way or another, whether it's a move or it's, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, yeah. a, a dry driving somewhere or whatever it might be, because yeah, it's um, and it's kind of crazy the way people are kind of trying to go back to the old normal and it doesn't look like it's working out very well for a lot of people. So I think we really have to slow back down and, and really, you know, really can, sitter really with our heart, our intuition, our intention, what do we want to create and as we're going forward.
0: Yeah. And I think to add to that, you know, with the level of awareness of feeling that opportunity to slow down. You know, I think so many people I spoke to, it was around the conversation like, I didn't realize how much I needed to break. I didn't realize I needed how much I needed to slow down or what the gift of being slow and being present could really give me. And so my invitation really always is like, remember those moments, remember that level of awareness. And I think with that, you know, like everything with awareness, we can make choices, we can make different choices, right? So, in yeah. in essence, that's kind of, you know, what, what I heard you say was just, you know, making that conscious choice based on something that we got to experience and, you know, nothing needs to be a fast pace, hurry, let's get this done now tomorrow. You know, I know that there's definitely multiple ways of looking at it from every angle, such as like, oh, we don't know when we're going to go out of here. But if we're an infinite soul, then we have infinite time. Right. Like you said. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's just, you know, so important for everybody to remember. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the record keepers say, each life is like a split second in the infinite world. It's nothing. And so, if it takes us the next 50 years to co-create the new earth you know so be it let's get it right <laughs> right
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well i feel like i could talk to you for hours and hours about just everything that um you know you've you've got a wealth of information but i think there's just there's just a commonality on like seeing the world a certain way and i feel like you and i kind of have that that perspective and that lens and um and I know that our listeners can probably relate in a lot of ways so um I have a couple more questions before we wrap up the show today um so when you do an Akashic records reading for someone can you explain a little bit about what your process looks like
1: absolutely so The Akashic record keepers gave me what they call the five-step wisdom prayer system so that I could teach it. But basically, it's pretty simple. They've given me some vibrational keys, which are sacred prayers. So when I come together with a client, I bring them into the Akashic field with me by doing a simple guided kind of um, meditation visualization and, and really energetically opening that doorway, Mm -hmm. that portal into their records. And so I then am able to speak to their record keepers. So everyone has their own huge library and their own group of librarians. So you have these beautiful Akashic record keepers who are here just in service to you, which I think is Fabulous to know right? yeah, amazing. <laughs> you even have more guides than you think, because these are really <laughs> specific guides. They only are in the records. They're only Akashic record keepers. And so um, so I love to do readings for people um, by answering the questions that they want to ask. And so usually we end up, um, people want to know more about their relationships, their soul contracts, their, their purpose, their gifts, their talents, whatever might be kind of blocking them. A lot of times we have challenges. And so they might say, you know, I've been going through this, you know, challenging divorce and what can I know? What can I clear? What can we do? And so, um, Really, there's so much infinite information. We can go into the records because we're in the quantum field. There is no time and space. We can go and um, I can like pick out past lives that are stuck, like outside of time and space and are causing kind of blockage to us. There are sometimes... um, what we call karmic patterns, right? It's, I want to learn about this thing and I can't seem figure it out. So I'm going to do it again and again and again and again until I figure it out. So those are karmic patterns. So they're not punishment. You're right. It's not because you've been bad. I sometimes have people come and say, I must've been a terrible person, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But it's not that at all. It really is the soul wanting to learn and understand that aspect. And often when we can, when we really do, then it gives us a huge gift of wisdom that we often will share with other people. And sometimes we do it one-on-one just with a friend who's having a challenge like we experienced. Or sometimes we go back and we actually teach or write a book or do a talk or do something to share the information, that wisdom that we really received from working through that usually emotional, you know, challenge. So often that's part of what our soul purpose is about. It is about learning and growing as well as supporting other people. Mm. So we do in an Akashic Record reading is answer your questions for you. (laughs)
0: which don't we all have like a million questions. I always have questions that I'm yeah. answered. I'm like, well, okay. So, uh, and my, my often battle inner battle with myself is being multi-passionate and never knowing which project to like be committed to. So, you know, I think that, um, that's always the constant thing for me, but I know everybody's always got something. So it sounds like Uh, the Akashic Records could really help support just with clarity, right? A little bit of clarity on our path forward. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Clarity is a good word for it. You know, (laughs) it's really helping you to um, kind of make good choices and decisions when you're at a crossroads or when you need clarity around which is the highest and best step or path or person to work with or whatever it might be. So yes, it is all about the clarity.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, thank you for
0: giving us that insight. And um, where can everybody find you in case they're interested in working mm. with you? I know you've got a book
1: and you're working on your third book, you said. I am. Wow. Yes, yes. So um, my website is akashicknowing.com. So just pretty simple. If you can spell Akashik, it's A-K-A-S-H-I-C. And then knowing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G.com, Akashicknowing.com. And just if you're interested in learning more and actually how to, um, my first book, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records is on Amazon, and this gives you my five-step wisdom prayer system. So if you're curious to see if you can access your own Akashic Records, that would be the book to get.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Well, I've always been fascinated about the Akashic Records. I have had a couple readings along my journey and it's always fascinated me. And I resonated with you saying earlier that you had been having these like spirit or something talking to you and you didn't know what it was. And I, w- I wasn't I was under the impression that you could speak to the Akashic Records unless you opened up the prayer. So um, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of eager to look into your book myself because I think that you know, the more tools that we have, the more information that we have to be able to to know about ourselves, then then that's how we, like everything we talked about, that's how we
1: continuously create this new earth. So
0: that's really great.
1: Absolutely. It is, you know, really the record keeper said to me many years ago, they said, um, you know, this is one of the greatest empowerment tools on the planet today, because they always say the Akashic records is like the umbrella Course, quantum field source energy, about as kind of kind of a big umbrella energy as you can access. And they say, you know, it will up upgrade, up level all of your other tools. So if you're already a Reiki master, you do some sort of hypnotherapy or whatever else it is you do or use. What I find is over teaching thousands, thousands, and thousands of students around the world, that so many of them say, Wow, I can open my records and do a nutrition um, session for somebody. And I get so much information, really specific from the Akashic records. Or, you know, massage therapists even say, I open my records and then I really can even channel this, you know, source love. Energy, healing energy through my hands as I'm doing um, my massage therapy work or you know kind of almost anything it really will will upgrade everything. so pretty profound too. Wow
0: Incredible. Well, thank you so much. Um, last and final question for you. We've been talking about this a lot, but if you were to really tap into the vision of the new Earth, what would it look like to you?
1: Oh boy. <laughs> would be very blue and green, like yeah. really, probably not too surprised there. Um, I'm such a fan of water. I'm just a very, very much water too. So I, I almost am seeing, which is kind of interesting as you say that, I'm seeing all these beautiful little kind of um, communities, but they look very kind of like a pod or a bubble. And so they're not polluting or or going out. You know, and taking up so much land and space, and and they look like just all these beautiful little bubbles of communities, kind of around the world. And um, I, I actually believe what I'm seeing is something from a kind of distant future. I don't think we're going to go there right away, but I actually believe that they're. they're future where um we may also be living off planet and a little bit on planet and it will be a very very different experience so Hmm. to me we're going for beautiful healthy you know sustainable smaller communities so that we are walking right gently um, on the earth
0: yeah well that's beautiful we're holding that vision with you thank you for sharing it All right. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you for all your wisdom and just this lovely chat. Um, Please everyone go check out more about her work. All of the information show notes will be in the show notes and um, yeah, and get yourself a reading if you're really curious, or I know you've got courses to become certified and, uh, or I don't know if it's certification, but a process. I do. Okay. don't want to put words out there. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, what a great chat. Thank you again. This has been lovely. Oh,
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate you and look forward to seeing you in Mexico. Maybe this fall.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will chat soon. And thank you everybody for listening. I'll see you all next week. Bye for now.
2: Le will le le le